Back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 16 of season three, Web World. And in episode 15, we met Sandstorm for the first time, many episodes after we met him for the first time. And the Autobots and the Decepticons brought their war to yet another planet. <laughs> As they do. <laughs> As they do. And today we're we're flying in space. <laughs> we're looking for Isodrite. Isodrite. And Cyclonus orders Soundwave to eject Ratbat, which Flaps its wings in space. <laughs> um, and, and so while they're doing it, they're looking for this isodrite, which I guess they need to repair their weapons so that they can destroy the Autobots. And as Galvatron is explaining that, he, this is where he really starts to go off the off the level. Like he's like, oh, we'll destroy the Autobots and then we'll destroy everybody and we'll take Berlin and then we'll take the world. It's he goes bonkers. Uh, do you notice when Soundwave talks here, he doesn't have that uh, effect on his voice? It's just Dr. Yeah, Claw's he sounds like, voice. I was just going to say, it's Dr. Claw's voice. Yes, yeah, totally it is. That's it, what it is. Frank Walker and, did for Soundwave's voice, is he just talked like Dr. Claw, then they threw this effect on it. Yeah. This was the second thing I noticed about Soundwave, and the first was a thing I'd mentioned uh, in one of the review shows, that he's kind of nothing without the cassettes. Now I realize he's also nothing without the voice. Hmm. Like he's just lame if he doesn't have that cool voice. Anyway, uh, they uh, they Ratbat finds the Autobots already mining the Isodrite, yeah, so the Decepticons of are here too. Yeah, yeah. why well, okay. it's because <laughs> the universe is small. Uh, so they the Decepticons attack, and Galvatron goes even more nuts. Yeah, like as Skylinks calls the Decepticons a rival geological survey. <laughs> so like, if, if this is geology, then which it is, where's Beachcomber? He's the geologist. Die, they anyway. stop giving a shit somewhere around episode five of this season. <laughs> um, but Galvatron does go crazy, and and we've obviously, or they've been setting this up for the whole season of that he is unbalanced. There was this thing with the plasma bath, and he seems to be more uh, crazy or, or just uh, insane, really. More Joker-like than usual. And he goes full on bananas here, just starts punching his own guys, shooting down sweeps. Yeah, like uh, Cyclonus is like, Galvatron, we have to use strategy, so he just punches out Cyclonus and fuck you, want new strategy? Hell with that. Fuck <laughs> your strategy and fuck you. And because he's like, at one point he gets into a fight with Magnus and he's like, he could defeat him. And a sweep's like, I can help you, Galvatron. And he's like, fuck you, and punches the sweep out of the sky. <laughs> Skylink's in this fight, grabs the sweep, and like shakes it back and forth in his talons. And then he tosses it at Sludge, who's there for some reason, and just kicks it. And he's like, dumb sweep. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, uh, the Autobots escape pretty easily with Galvatron causing uh, interference. And then we go to Char and... Swindle and Motormaster are telling Cyclonus, look, deal with Galvatron or we're going to deal with you. Like, this guy is nuts. <laughs> like, straighten him yeah, out. Some, yeah, we're, we're not going to sacrifice or we're going to do something about you and him. <laughs> as soon as that happens, they walk away and, like, a Quintesson hologram, I guess? Yeah, I thought it was just a blue Quintesson. I thought it was Painter for a second. But, yeah, it is It is a hologram because it disappears at the end of it. But this thing just happens. Hey, I know how to help him. <laughs> shows up and says, help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Yeah. And Cyclonus is like, fuck off. And he's like, no, no, no. There's this planet called Torcula and Pork and Beans. Torculon or something. Yeah. yeah, and uh, they they he literally says they cure problems like Galvatron's. We've we've dealt with mental illness in this show before, and this this episode kind of takes um 
like the horror view of mm. a psychiatric ward, like the you're locked in here and you're actually sane, but everybody's, you know, picking apart your brain. And there's we're going to get into that because uh, what happens is Cyclonus uh, says to uh, uh, why do I always forget his name? Galvatron. <laughs> Galvatron. Jesus Christ. Uh, it says to Galvatron, hey, man, there's all these Autobots on Torculon. Why don't we go uh, kick their asses? And, get, and Galvatron's like, yeah, let's go kick their asses to the point where he doesn't even want to get healed anymore. He's like, I don't need to be healed. I'm just going to kill some <laughs> yeah, Autobots. And whoosh, they're there. Interstellar travel. No starship. Fine. It's next door. Yeah, it's down the street. <laughs> but uh, Cyclone is like Galvatron's getting kind of like, hmm, wait a minute. Where is everybody? And Cyclone is like, oh, they must have detected us coming. And now they're lying in wait or they're hiding or something. <laughs> and the, the, the planet is weird. It's just dirt. It's like a vast desert. Mm. And then there's these almost teepees of rock coming up that basically make prison cells and every prison cell has yeah. some weird animal well, in it. Well, first they, they find this green thing with white hair and a beard and it's speaking some alien language and I was like, okay, this thing's just getting mad because Galvatron's basically climbing on its house. <laughs> but no, I guess this isn't a house. Yeah, <laughs> because what we find out <laughs> is that uh, the torque the Torculi, who live there and kind of look like Planet of the Apes characters, yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> they, they arrive and they're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna help um Basically, we're going to help you get better. And Galvatron says, fuck you. So they freeze him. Like, there's this there's this <laughs> ray they use that kind of has a containment wall in front of him. And he could just walk backwards, but he keeps pushing against the It, it seems like it. Yeah, like, what is holding him? <laughs> just himself. <laughs> He's holding himself back. Uh, and they anyway, they sedate him. They get him wrapped up in this stuff. And, and Galvatron realizes Cyclonus betrayed him. And we go to a commercial break. And when we come back, Cyclonus is basically filling out paperwork. Yeah, I love this It's like, like the first the, the thing, like the cage that Galvatron's in, it starts moving away like it's a snail or something. Like, yeah. It's like it doesn't have feet, but it's kind of the way it goes. And like the alien asks Cyclonus if the patient has a service contract with them and they'll, they'll need a credit history and <laughs> yeah. like all this shit. So Cyclonus is just like, yeah, 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 it's fine. Just, yeah. just do it. And then he immediately rips up his copy <laughs> of the thing. Yeah. He is, uh, he's got to take advantage of. So th they basically, they start to examine Galvatron and they have all these tests. Uh, and the first one is basic therapy. Mm. Uh, they kind of do a bit of word association and immediately Galvatron starts saying, I'll kill you, I'll kill you all! I kill, smash, destroy, yeah! And he <laughs> breaks out and they use that, you know, containment beam on him. They, they zap him so he can't attack. So he gets sedated again. And then they sit him down and he has to perform basic motor tasks, mm. like put together little electronic <laughs> devices. <laughs> And he like, makes a gun. But, You're a gun. Exactly. Hey, genius, you have a fusion cannon on your fucking arm. Like, you didn't need... Anyway, they, they subdue him again. Which, I, so at this point, that arguably pushes that, yeah, he does have some serious cognitive mm. issues. But um, he, yeah, they sedate him again. And then I didn't understand this. Maybe you did. They take him to a... A stadium, yeah. like an arena? <laughs> Exodrama is what they call it or something. And where the patients act out the problems. But but he does none of that happens because there's just this bouncing round alien who's going bah -ha, bah -ha, bah -ha. Yeah, he, it's just like he's like, Stop screaming or I'll give you something to scream about. Yeah. And he breaks free. Like. I would have done the same thing. That guy was annoying as hell. <laughs> and anyway, so they he gets sedated again. Um, but this time they're like, he's gone too far. It's time for the Alia solution. The Alia solution. They say, solution. what's the Alia solution? They say, well, we're going to take him to the processing center and uh, it's going to cure him. But it may also cure him of being Galvatron. 
commercial break. Yeah, the, they're into their list of tricks, and Cyclonus wants to know what they're going to do. Basically, <laughs> we find out down the road, this is kind of, this is where it gets into some of the terror stuff. They have, mm, what we find out is that the entire planet is a living entity. Yeah. And we see these giant insects. I mean, they'd be giant to us. They're about the size of a Transformer's torso. Mm. And um, they, what they're going to do is start to eat at, Galvatron's circuitry and his processor, and the idea is they would eat away the the damaged circuitry, kind of like a leeches in medicine, right? Yeah, and like the the things start eating them, and Cyclonus says his metaprocessor contains his mind, and then he tries to release Galvatron, and the aliens trap him too. <laughs> yeah, so this is now we are in the the uh, the dark night of the soul. All hope is lost, and the all the Decepticons are going to be trapped, and then like pretty much. Right away, the planetary network starts to fail, or that's what the Torcula are like. The planetary yeah, network is like, failing. Galvatron's mind is beyond repair, and they'll say, you know, they can do the same thing to Cyclonus and Scourge if they don't calm the fuck down. And like, yeah. Galvatron is crying out, like, free me. Yeah, there was a lot of this, like, you don't have to fix me. I am Galvatron. There was there was some neat. Mm. I mean, as much as this show would touch on something that deep, there were some neat ideas of identity, and because Galvatron says, "I am Galvatron," you can't change me. At one point in the Tor. I say, yeah, you were like already the... changed. We're trying to take you back. So there's a lot of, uh, there, there's a few ideas of perception of the self. Yeah. I kind of like, like that. Like there's, there's even one scene where like they're drilling into Galvatron's body and he's begging Cyclonus to help yeah. him. Like, Cyclonus is straining at his bonds. I mean, I know it's Galvatron, but this is a legitimate torture scene on a kid's show. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, and and they did even play up Cyclonus pretty well where he wanted to save Galvatron but was caught by... Cyclonus is... Hmm. He is old school, right? Like, he believes in the system and the system should work. And everything about this was going against his beliefs. He was betraying Galvatron, but at, in the end saw it... Uh, this is how I interpreted it. In the end saw it as the greater good. Hmm. However, he is wrong because... It turns out that Torkil on the planet cannot handle yeah. the sheer insanity of Galvatron's brain, and it starts to fall apart. And now the planet is infected. Yeah. <laughs> and so all the Decepticons break free. The Torkuli run away. <laughs> as soon as Galvatron's free, he immediately punches Cyclonus. <laughs> yeah. And Cyclonus, being old school, turns right around and apologizes and asks for forgiveness. But apparently when the planet invaded Galvatron's mind, he got a glimpse into its mind as well. Hmm. This is like a mind meld. Uh, so he wants to go, Galvatron, uh, wants to go into the planet's core and basically blow up the planet's brain, I think. <laughs> That's what I got out of it. It gets kind of, as we're getting really close to the end of the story, they're jamming. It Things are starting to get a little too fast. It, this feels like they're getting into that thing again where they're cutting out three seconds here, five seconds there, and we're missing a word or two that's really important. But pretty quickly, the two of them get to the planet's core and they blow it up. Yeah, and, and Cyclonus is like, it's going to take them centuries to rebuild, but Galvatron doesn't think that's enough. Yeah. Like, Cyclonus tells him, like, look, look, the Autobots are a more pressing concern, right? And they all transform, and, they, and there's, there's this orange thing that we saw earlier, and it, uh, before it licks Galvatron, with the tongue. and he calls him Yeah, mommy. with the big tongue. And you see that thing at the end. But there was, going back to Cyclonus as a character, there was a neat little moment of character growth for him here where 
I think he realized how he can almost harness and direct Galvatron's anger. Because Galvatron, like you said, wanted to destroy everything. He's picking the Torcula up. He's going to kill everybody. And Gal and uh, and Cyclonus basically says, hey, remember how much you hate the Autobots? And he goes, yeah, I hate the Autobots! And they fly away. <laughs> so I feel like Cyclonus is, like, Galvatron didn't, fix anything he still is mentally unbalanced as he mm. was at the beginning but now cyclonus seems to understand how to manipulate it and as we're gonna see in later yeah, episodes a hopeless case galvatron's but... reign is not in question anymore So they're going to do a credit check on Galvatron and Cyclonus, are they? Like, you can just picture Galvatron and Cyclonus in, like, the bank manager's office, taking up mortgage, like, Galvatron with colored shirt and tie, neatly ironed slacks, hat in his lap, shoes polished, Cyclonus in a polka dot sundress, a matching hat, low heel pumps, short white lace gloves, handbag in his lap, very tasteful, the pair of them. Let's see here, Mr. Galvatron. Oh, it's Galvatron. Sorry, you know what? My secretary told me it was Galvatron, but I thought it looked Spanish. It is Galvatron, Barb, you were right. Yeah, uh, oh, the sharpest attack, that girl. Been with us 22 years. Now, Mr. Galvatron, I'll just be frank with you. From what we could find out, you've never had a job. You're a wanted felon on dozens of planets. In fact, Barb had to reload the printer 47... Was it 47, Barb? Yeah, 47 times printing off your 9 million year old criminal record. That's this 7 foot pile of paper beside the desk. And she even had to run out and get new toner cartridge. I know, right? Isn't that something else how much those things cost? Might as well just buy a new printer, my wife says. Now, Mr. Galvatron, you're what we in the business call a high risk applicant, but we noticed you managed to stay out of trouble for almost 4 million years until a few decades ago before your cosmetic surgery and name change. Uh, yes, we are aware that you were formerly Megatron. Oh, it was Megatron? You were right, Barb, it was Megatron. Sorry, I'm terrible with names. I should really learn to listen to that girl. Place would burn down, blow away without her. But we are going to have to put a few stipulations in the agreement, Mr. Galvatron. First, you'll have to stop trying to either con. Well, there's the end of uh, another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. The next episode is going to be the Ghost in the Machine. Boo. More ghosts. Yeah. Boo. Ghosts. If you want something to boo, you can find Paul and I on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at John Sobey. He's at P McPherson One. Yeah. Make sure you uh, rate and boo us. <laughs> <laughs> Review us on your podcast app and uh, tell all your friends. Tell everybody you know, and until next time, keep on trans-booing! Uh, <laughs>